Before we jump into today's topic, allow me to take just a moment to thank today's show sponsor, which is Organifi. You guys know how I feel about Organifi. It is my go-to. In fact, this is so refreshing. I have a glass of ice, fresh water mixed with pure and immunity. It's got just enough citrus. That's two of their products mixed together. I don't know if everybody likes the taste of that. I do. I love it. It's like an orange flavor. The immunity kind of tastes like orange. And then the pure has a lemony taste. And I mix two of them together. And that way I get everything I need for my immunity, my antiviral, my antifungal. It's just a great way to support your immune system every single day. And then I mix that with my Organifi Pure, which is it's basically all the superfoods that your brain needs to help reach maximum mental performance. In other words, it's what I drink to help me think better, to help my memory, to increase neurogenesis. And get this, this is the other reason why I drink it. Their product is clinically proven to boost BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor by up to 142%. Anyways, they've got tons of great products. Whatever your nutritional needs might be lacking or your palate might be craving, Organifi is definitely the company to check out. All right, guys, the cool news, get 20% off all of their products when you use code Shaleen. Again, it's Organifi, and I'm gonna spell it O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen. That's Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen, and you get 20% off. Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. This is when I'm recording from my car because it's on my heart to talk about it. It's actually very appropriate that I'm recording it from the car, as you'll soon understand. Actually, as you already know, because you looked at the title of the episode. I'm just happy you're here. Thanks for putting up with the audio on a Wednesday, not being from the podcast studio. But I think the message is really going to resonate. I hope that it does. And I hope that you found this episode helpful. I created it for you because I know you're feeling a little overwhelmed right now. Please put your seatbelt on. I want you to be safe. I love you. Let's do this. So I had another episode planned for you for today. You'll get it next week. But it was just on my heart to record this due to some very personal reasons. First of all, I just want to say that I'm proud of myself right now because I'm going past a police officer and I'm going the speed limit. It's a rare thing. It is such a rare thing. Usually when I see a police officer, wait, why is he coming after me? I'm going the speed limit. He better not be coming after me. Anyways, I digress. Let's just keep recording until the sirens go off. Let's talk about Monday's episode, which I hope you got to listen to. Pretty interesting. Got some great feedback. Pod squad's going crazy over that one. Lots of very funny, interesting, awkward, and also squeamish and necessary conversations happening. If you haven't listened to Monday's episode, I asked you guys for your awkward questions about sex. And, you know, some of us are more than 40 plus years old, 50 plus years old, and didn't know some of these things. So it was really interesting to get everyone's perspective and feedback and to have people have a safe place to be able to ask their questions. On to today's topic. Someone very close to me, someone who I love very much, is was having a little bit of a moment today. Actually, two people in my life, and I'm not today, but I want you to know I have had, and I do regularly, have moments where it's just all too much. And you feel like throwing in the towel. You feel like breaking down and crying and saying like, I can't do it all, I need some help. Every one of us feels that way. 
the most organized, calm, centered person you know also has those moments. The question is, what can we do to deal with them so that it doesn't turn into despair or depression or us turning to vices that make matters worse or making rash decisions? Most of all, I just want to help give you some tools so that you know you're normal and when this does happen again the next time, because it will, unless you're not human, that you can get through it a little quicker. I find, for me anyways, that I get to this place where sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be like, gosh, I I just don't have a lot going on right now. I mean, I have a lot of things I would like to do today, but I don't have that many things I have to do today. And when I feel like that, I'm, I'm almost like looking for more things to add to my plate. It's funny how we crave a certain level of busyness. And that's what I wanted to start with is like, there's this amount of busyness and responsibility that makes us feel purpose and makes us feel alive and, you know, is like a little bit exciting and it's tolerable. The trick is balancing the amount of things that we have to do and the amount of things that we want to do and those balancing those things so that we're not so exactly up against our limit that when suddenly we add one more thing or something unexpected happens that it doesn't push us over our limit and we don't reach the boiling point. I'm just, I'm super guilty of this. I'm I'm guilty of saying like, okay, this is tolerable, but let me just add a few more things so that it gets exciting. And I don't know if that's my, you know, quest for more dopamine. I, I love the thrill of doing things last minute. I love pressure. I love pressure, but, and I think most of us do, but then there's that point at which it's like, okay, it's too much. And then you, you want to like throw in the towel and quit life or, you know, move to a secluded Island and, oh, I guess there's a traffic event ahead. Hey, I didn't get pulled over. And I think we all do this. Right. And, and I certainly know it's something I struggle with and I try to catch myself and I have been married long enough that Brett knows I have this tendency. So he can tell where when things are comfortable and I start saying, Hey, you know what else we should do? And he's like, no, that would be too much. You know, examples of that. I I could give you every single month or something where I'm like, Hey, we should do this. And he's like, you know, really, why don't you just give it a week and see how you feel? And this is true for every one of us. Like I I know that you going along at a certain pace and then suddenly something unexpected is also added to your plate or somebody needs something or that thing that you thought wasn't due or nobody needed it until next week. Suddenly you get an email and that person needs it now. And you also find out that the kids need this and that for school and you weren't expecting that to happen this week. And -and so-and-so forgot that they had a science project and then you've got that and then the dog gets sick and now you've got to clean up that and you just, you weren't anticipating these things. And, And suddenly then everything feels like it's way too much. So what do you do when that happens? First of all, if you're a perfectionist, actually I should say there are two things you have to be like super careful of. If you are a perfectionist, number one, and number two, the second thing that's kind of a dangerous situation to be in is if you are the go-to person for almost everybody. You're the person who gets things done. If that's you, People just know you're going to do it all the way. You're not going to cut corners. You're going to be good for it. You're going to over deliver. You're going to get the job done. You're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. 
if you've got that those tendencies, oh my gosh, and there's a third element, and if you're a people pleaser, and then you throw into the mix a little bit of perfectionism, this is a very deadly trifecta. It means you're always going to be struggling with these feelings. So what can you do about it? Number one, you, you have to address perfectionism. I've had to address that. Like, I've had to learn that I give myself permission to kind of get hung up on little details in certain areas. But if I want to be happy in my life, I have to drop my expectations that everything has to be perfect or exactly as I picture it, exactly as I envisioned it. I mean, even something as simple as like having my family over for Thanksgiving. When I host family for for anything, I always have these like grandiose ideas, these very Pinterest worthy expectations. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this amazing tablescape and each and every person's going to have their own little name card. And on the back of each person's plate, we're going to have like this little game we're going to play. And I'm going to find the perfect floral arrangements. And I'm going to go to the floral shop and I'm going to make the floral arrangements. And I'm going to make these incredible hors d'oeuvres. Y'all know I am not going to be making the main entree, but I have these crazy ideas and the house is going to be so clean. And I'm going to have the perfect outfit on. And I don't know why I put these expectations on myself and then usually the day of I'm feeling like super stressed and I can get annoyed and I can get angry if things don't work out and they're never going to be perfect. That's for shizzle. So I've had to learn to say like good enough and that has been my mantra. I hope that tip helps you like just write that phrase down. It's good enough. 98% of the time you're good enough is better than everybody else's best effort. Like you just throwing something together is gonna be better than what anybody else can do. The pressures we put on ourselves is where half of our stress comes from. Okay, let that sink in for a second. Like the stress that you're feeling right now, most of that is because of expectations you have of yourself. So you have a choice, you can just lower your own expectations of yourself, which I recommend you do, or you can continue to suffer because your expectations are so high, they're going to almost be impossible to routinely meet. Perfectionism is, you know, they say comparison is a thief of joy. I think perfectionism is a thief of joy. It's a terrible trait to teach our kids because I haven't met someone who's a perfectionist who isn't incredibly anxious and routinely disappointed in themselves. And what a yucky state to be in. I want you to be like super pleased with yourself and proud of yourself. And I want you to have peace. You can't have peace if you are constantly beating yourself up for not meeting your own unrealistic expectations. So lower your expectations of yourself and start practicing the mantra, it's good enough. Now here's the other thing you have to do especially if you are that doer. And some of us can't help it. Like you're a leader, you're the go-to person, you're the one that gets things done. So you got some options here. Let me give you two of them. Number one is stop offering. (laughs) When I say that, I, I mean it. Like stop offering to do extra. Stop offering to do more because you then train people to expect that of you you start picking up the slack for everybody else. 
and then they expect that of you and then you start to expect that of yourself and then that starts to become your identity and then you start to feel like you are less than if you can't meet other people's unrealistic expectations but yet we've trained them to think that we're supposed to do that for them you know and this is especially true of our kids man if you're doing stuff for your kids all the time all you're doing is training them to believe that they are not capable and it is your responsibility which it's not like it's their responsibility and and the same is true at work too like if you're taking on other people's work and the reason why you do that is because you either say this out loud or you say it to yourself well who else is going to do it well no one else is going to do it if you always do it I learned that the hard way. I mean, I'm not saying I, I like can wash my hands of it. I'm perfect. I still struggle with this. But instead of like picking up the slack and doing it, I've learned that that doesn't help me and it doesn't help the person who should be doing it. I have to instead have that uncomfortable conversation and explain what needs to be done differently or how it needs to be done or that that's their responsibility. I have to sometimes deal with the fact that if I don't do it, someone else might do it and they might not do it as well, but at least I didn't have to do it. And it's, repeat after me, it's good enough. At least it got done. It's good enough and I didn't kill myself. There's a lot of value to that. Sure, you can do it perfectly and, and what? Thrash your mental health? I mean, at the risk of your your well-being? I don't think it's worth it. I, I think it's better for you to embrace that mantra like it's good enough and we start to teach people that they have to step up that they are going to you know every time you say oh I'll do it then people just they keep coming back to you and coming back to you and coming back to you and you're never going to feel appreciated I know you don't you're never going to feel valued you're never going to feel like people even recognize how much you do <laughs> so instead just stop always stepping up. Explain to people what they need to do and or just sometimes you have to let things not get done to teach people I'm not always going to save the day. Everyone else has to kind of carry their own weight. Okay, so there's that. There's perfectionism. There is the person who's, you know, doing things for everybody. And there's the expectations that you place on yourself. And, and then there's this. You want things done a certain way and you have a certain amount of pride and expectations and, and a vision for things. And when they don't go that way or they can't be done immediately or you're the kind of person who you don't procrastinate, like you, you handle it when it's asked of you or when you think about it. There are certain days or certain weeks that it, that's just not realistic. And especially true because, as I mentioned, there's, there's going to be things that just pop up. There's no way you could have anticipated it. So what do I do when this happens? Well, if I'm going to be honest, I do have a breakdown. I, I won't necessarily cry because I'm not really a crier. I mean, I cry when I'm, I'm cry when I am happy. I don't often cry because I'm stressed. I'll feel it in my head though. I will feel like my head's going to explode and I feel anger, which I've been told by my therapist anger is sadness so I do feel some anger and it's usually like anger towards everybody else like a little bit of woe is me or martyrdom like the thoughts that go through my head and I just hope that you can relate to this the thoughts that will go through my head is like no one will help me everybody expects me to do this 
you know, no one understands how much I have to do. No one recognizes, you know, it's just like a whole bunch of woe is me and feeling sorry for myself and feeling put upon and also under recognizing what everybody else does. And we all do this, right? You're like, my husband doesn't do anything or my kids don't do anything or my coworkers don't do anything. I do everything and everybody else just waits for me to do it. Like we all have these moments and I definitely do too. And when I do, I feel like my head is going to explode and I feel anger, which again is probably masking some sadness. And I will usually feel it in my stomach. I'll feel stressed momentarily. And I also feel like throwing in the towel on a bunch of things like, all right, forget it. I'm never going to do a podcast again, or I'm, I'm going to sell this business or we're going to do, you know, I, I start making in my head all of these like drastic decisions in my head. And then I remind myself, you know what I'm going to say? Take out a pen and piece of paper. Literally. If you've listened to today's episode because you're feeling this way, do yourself a favor. Grab a pen and a piece of paper and here's what we're going to do. Get it on paper. Everything that's weighing on you. That email that you just got. The kids' school projects. The stuff you want to do in your closet. The plans you have for your business. The things you have on your plate at work. Everything. Just put it all on paper. Anything. Everything. Every little thing. Even like the little things you're like, I just, I kind of wanted to do this. I wanted to work out today. Or I wanted to start this hobby and everything that is stressing you right now, put it on paper, put me on pause and do this. Okay. And then come back once you've finished making that list. Okay. Just, you don't even have to put down a lot of detail. Just jot down a couple phrases that reminds you of each like little thing. That's just, it's all there. And the sum total of those things is what's making you feel overwhelmed. Put that on paper and then come back. All right. (laughs) That was perfect timing. That little beep beep was my car telling me not to creep up on the car in front of me. Okay. So hopefully you've done that because now what I want you to do is realistically look at that list and ask yourself, which of these items do you feel like you have to do? Because if you don't, you're going to let somebody down. Okay. Put an asterisk by those because those are items where you are you're letting somebody else's expectations and, and their agenda control your life and your, your well-being. Now, I'm not saying you have to drop those things, but those things you put an asterisk by, those are important things to consider because you might write next to that, this could probably be done a week from now. Or I could tell them, I would love to do this. I just can't until such and such time. Or maybe those things, a couple of those items you put asterisks by, they need to be given back to them or they need to be delegated to somebody else or they just need to know you said you would do it, but you just can't now. Unfortunately, some things will come up and people don't need to know what it is. It's none of their business. If you can't do it, you can't do it. At the end of the day, we're always so worried about disappointing people, but we stop worrying about ourselves. Like you have to think about disappointing yourself and most importantly, like disappointing the people who really, really matter. And and listen, there are very few people who really, really matter. You probably have like one friend who really, really matters and not even all of your family members 
your extended family, I should say, even what they think doesn't really matter. You know which family members really do matter and what people matter. And remember, family isn't always blood. Okay, so that's the first thing I want you to do is looking at those asterisks. And then the next thing I want you to do is go through and draw a circle around anything that because it's important to you, it needs to be prioritized. Like this, this kind of has to be done ASAP and it's really important to me. And maybe it's one of the reasons why you're feeling stressed out is because there's all these other like little things that you feel like you have to do, but there's this, these areas or these particular things are really important to you. Circle those. And then we're going to just look at the list in general and we're going to rewrite it. And I just want you to rewrite the list taking into account those things that absolutely have to be done this week. What items on the list can you just draw a line straight through it and you can just take it off your plate? You can text that person or you can just tell yourself, I don't actually have to do this. Maybe you're not answering to anyone about it other than yourself and saying like, I actually don't have to work out today. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to ruin my body. I'm not going to ruin my progress if I don't exercise today, or if I don't, whatever it is you had planned on doing or cleaning your closet, whatever it is, cut yourself some slack. The key here, if you haven't picked up on it, is like we're trying to edit this list down, down, down and take a deep breath and just know it's also, it's okay to be for it to be good enough. It's okay if you don't do all the things. What matters most? Like if if right now you got a phone call that the person, think about this, okay? I want you to really imagine this because this has happened to me. If the person you love so dearly, if you just got a phone call from someone that they were in a life-threatening car accident and you have to rush to the ER, Think about it. Feel that emotion. And you you know you could lose this person. Now look at that list. How many of those things really matter? Probably not many. Perspective is powerful. Very powerful. You're doing a great job. You're doing more than a lot of people are. I just want you to be nicer to yourself. Be kinder. Not so much pressure. Take a deep breath. It's all going to be okay. It's good enough. And remember what matters most. All right? I love you. I hope I want you to love yourself. Love yourself enough to give yourself some grace. I love you. I mean it. We'll talk on Friday. All right? All right. I love you. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. The Shalene Show is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. The Shalene Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shalene's other podcast, Build Your Tribe, which she co-hosts with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media, and marketing, and devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. 
Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes. Music